Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Kristen. Yes, Jolenta. We've gotten a lot of interesting feedback on the last season of Living by Celebrity Self-Help Books. Oh, yes, we sure have. And one bit of feedback that's been sort of stuck in my head that I can't stop thinking about is this question. Should celebrities actually be speaking about social issues? Ah, uh, yes. The age-old question. Should entertainers just entertain or should they talk about bigger issues like a lot of our authors did? Exactly. Well, fortunately, Jolenta, we know someone who's done a lot of research in this area and she has some illuminating opinions. Uh, well, then let's talk to her. We're about to because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Celeste Headley, author of We Need to Talk. And this is By the Book. Ah, 
That's right. It's time for another Buy the Book bonus episode, our between seasons treat for your ears. Every other week, we put out a new bonus episode. And today, we're diving into some deep questions about celebrities and social issues with Celeste Headley. And Celeste Headley is a friend of the show, we'd like to say, but also she is the author of We Need to Talk, Do Nothing, and the forthcoming book, which I am very excited to check out, Speaking of Race, which comes out in November of 2021, so keep an eye out for that. She's also basically a legendary NPR broadcaster who's reported on loads of hard news and, of course, interviewed tons of celebrities. She's uh, pretty much our dream guest for this conversation. Welcome back, Celeste. We are so, so excited to have you Well, I mean, I'll here. take any excuse to talk to you ladies. Oh, my gosh. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> now, Celeste, when celebrities speak out on social issues, whether in the press or in their own self-help books, critics often say they should stay in their own lane, specifically if they're athletes, they should stick to writing about sports. Or if they're actors, they should stick to talking about acting. What are your thoughts on this? So let's make sure that we're clear on our terms first. At what point is someone um, considered to be such a big celebrity that they're not allowed to talk about things that concern them? Right? Like, at what point mm. does the guy, your neighbor, who jogs every day, um, and talks to you about political issues all the time, what, what point does his jogging make him an athlete and which point he's not allowed to talk about it anymore, right? This is one of the things that always confuses me when people say celebrities couldn't speak because I'm like, mm. which celebrities are you talking about? At what point is your fame and your notoriety so big that we're supposed to be taking away your freedom of speech? Mm. Really interesting question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that line is. I, I don't know. I mean, is there I think there is a is there a number of followers? Right. You know? <laughs> Do you have to like hop online really quick to like check out their social media presence? Do you have to like, I don't know. Like, it would be useful to know. I mean, not that I, did, I think I'm ever in danger of becoming that famous. But at what point do I have so many followers that I'm considered to be you know, an influencer, and then I have to stop talking about politics. Like, it'd be help. It'd be useful, right? It'd be it'd, it'd be helpful. <laughs> well, Celeste, I gotta say, you have way more followers than I do. Like, at least ten times more. And even on this show, on by the book, it did come up at a certain point where people didn't want me to talk about racism on the show, and they wrote about it this last season. They wrote in to criticize me, saying. You know, essentially, I listen to your show to be entertained, not to hear about social issues. So it, it can happen even with people who are small fries like me. I am not a big deal. And it, it has happened to me in the last season of the show. I think you are a very big deal. But that is beside the point. <laughs> She's a star on the rise. <laughs> I So, I mean, I'm being a little bit snarky about this. But let's break this down into what we're actually talking about here. Um, the, the One of the things that social media has done, it's, it's allowed... It, it, it was supposed to democratize the discussion of politics and religion and mm. social issues, right? The, the whole purpose of something like Twitter or Facebook was to make it so that it wasn't just the elites who gave their opinions on issues. That's not 
it wasn't quite that ideal situation that occurred, but that was always the intent. And to a certain extent, that has, has actually happened. Um, we do see all kinds of people from all kinds of places in the world speaking up about social issues. When you look at the, the Arab Spring, for example, that was an uprising and a movement that was fed almost entirely by social media. That's right. a case in which you can see social media doing what people hoped it would do. But, you know, I, it really does make me question why someone who thinks it's great for the average person to speak up on Twitter about all kinds of issues suddenly say to someone else, but not you. Right. Mm. I mean, I, again, mm. I'm kind of being sarcastic about it, but I'm also kind of being really asking, what are these criteria that someone has to meet to where you say you're just there to be my entertainment. You're not allowed to speak about the very issues that are of concern to you and your family. Hmm. Yeah. Like it's both snarky and exactly what is happening. So, you know, yeah, you know, there's, <laughs> I mean, I, I understand the impulse. I, I mean, I, I get it that when you hear somebody like Jenny McCarthy giving, <laughs> spreading anti-vax information, right. I am sure that at some point, some celebrity said some anti-vax thing, and I probably went straight to Twitter and said, don't listen to this person, they're not a doctor. And, <laughs> right. and I mean that. Um, there is, of course, a very special category for information um, that one should get from actual experts. If I need tax information, I will go to a CPA. If I need plumbing information, I will go to a plumber. And if you need information that is as crucial as information that might influence your own health or the health of somebody in your family, you need to see speak to a medical professional. In those particular cases, I do think it's irresponsible, but I don't think it's mm. just irresponsible for Jenny McCarthy. I think it's irresponsible for every person to be telling other people not to take the vaccine, for example, when that information is based on bad intel. Right. That's not mm -hmm. because she's a, the, the reason it makes it worse for Jenny McCarthy is because she has broad reach and therefore she might influence other people. Mm -hmm. And it, I feel like it's such a fine line too, because um like at the public, the adoring public sees celebrities essentially as being famous for being themselves, thus like being only experts in being themselves. So I feel like that sort of narrows the scope about like what they're sort of quote unquote allowed to talk about. Um, and I feel like a lot of entertainers um, who have, you know, real or valid opinions that they <laughs> share on social issues are often accused of virtue signaling. Um, is virtue signaling real and is it bad? Um, virtue, in, virtue signaling absolutely is real. And if I know someone in my own life who tends to post things with a hashtag Black Lives Matter um, or any kind of advocacy or activist language, but I happen to know in their real life they're doing nothing, they're taking no action, if I know that person very well, I might very gently bring that up. Um, otherwise, who cares? So uh, <laughs> let me put let me put this another way. I mean, virtue signaling it doesn't really hurt anybody. You may think that they're fake, mm. and maybe they are. 
but you have to show me the harm it's doing before you get yourself outraged about it. There are too many things to get outraged about. So the other thing I would say is that um, not only, I mean, not only are there many quote unquote celebrities who are fantastically talented in other areas, for example, would you only talk to Hedy? If you were going to interview Hedy Lamar right now, would you interview her about her film career or would you interview her about her work that helped um, be, be part of the reason we have cell phones that we're speaking on right now? I mean, oh. what's more interesting to talk yeah. about, right? Yeah, I would definitely talk with her about the radio signals and how she created a whole new kind of science around communication. Absolutely, Absolutely. yes. And I'd also <laughs> ask how she's so pretty, but that's right. That's a like, Lots of so questions pretty. all around. And, you know, look at Muhammad Ali in his later life when he, after he retired from boxing, most people did not ask him all that many questions about boxing. They asked him about his activism. If you speak to Mm -hmm. Harry Belafonte, very few people are going to ask him about his film career. They're going to ask him about marching with Dr. Martin Luther King. They're going to ask him about his activism. So I, I don't know why somebody would think somebody like that doesn't have something important to say about activism, about politics, but and yet they think that some congressperson who got elected because they were unopposed in a rural county and I don't know, whatever, um, that that person is allowed to speak, but not Harry Belafonte? Are you, are, are you kidding me? I mean, well, Celeste, here's why. Here's why. Because let's be real. Celebrities, for the most part, are wildly rich. They're mm-hmm. wildly famous. In a lot of cases... They have private drivers. They're not cooking their own food. Some people might say they're way too out of touch to even have a trustworthy perspective on social issues. Do you think there's any validity to that? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. There's validity. I remember during the Me Too movement, and you guys may remember this, when Matt Damon spoke up and said, why aren't we praising the guys who don't harass women more? (laughs) And I will, yeah, and I will admit my first thought was, shut up, Matt Damon. But Here's the problem is not these celebrities. The celebrities are regular people. Are they out of touch? Yes, they are. But frankly, at this point, our Congress has more millionaires than at any other time in the history of the United Mm. States. So they're out of touch, Mm -hmm. too. And we allow them to speak all the time. We invite them to speak all the time. So you could make the same argument about any sitting senator uh, in the United States Senate right now. But here's the problem. It is not that these celebrities say irresponsible things because of course they do. I say irresponsible and stupid stuff all the time. Um, thankfully, I'm not famous enough for people to be recording it all or to care, frankly. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The problem is that we care that we, some of us idolize celebrities to the point that their opinion could sway us or make us believe in something that is nonsensical. So the real, if you're trying to get at the villain here, it's the worship of celebrities that is the villain that makes Mm. what they have to say more valuable than our neighbor down the street. That's the problem. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) That's it. I mean, wow. I would have never thought of that, but of course. Right. I mean, it's I'm the sh- status and the like sort of belief systems based around like celebrity that lead to that um, wielding more power than it should. And, you know, think about it this way. Why do reporters and media outlets keep going to celebrities to ask them their opinion on stuff they know nothing about? 
Why? Because we click on it. And if we agree it, with mm-hmm. it, we retweet mm. it, showing that, oh my God, I always knew Tam- Tom Hanks was awesome. And look, he wrote this op-ed for the New York Times that I 100% agree with. It's either that or it's, oh my God, I'm so outraged that this idiot Tom Hanks wrote this op-ed that I completely disagree with. What a jerk he is. Either way, that um, op-ed is getting retweeted and right. commented on yeah. and it's driving views and it's driving algorithms. And so media outlets are going to continue asking celebrities right. for their opinions on subjects they know nothing about. Because if they were to get an op-ed from some random history professor who's the expert in that particular field, we would not be getting either outraged or totally enamored of what they had to say and retweeting it. And they would not be making money off any clicks because there'd be none. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because those clicks equal at dollars. <laughs> Think about that for a hot second while we take a break. But when we come back, more mind-blowing conversation with Celeste Headley. So you definitely should stick around. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. All right, we are back with Celeste Headley talking about if or how celebrities should be speaking out on social issues. Let's keep talking. You know, I, I, I hate to like jump in with an answer when you guys haven't asked me a question. Oh I'm, my God, do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. I am so bugged by the fact mm. that somebody would tell Kristen to shut up. Like it drives me fucking insane. Performing monkey. And the thing is, is I'm a huge fan of the podcast. So I happen to know that people complain to you guys when you don't speak up. Like if you guys Mm. are reading a book and somebody feels like it's insensitive for some reason or it forgets a community, the the differently abled community, if they think it forgets the immigrant community and you guys didn't point it out and you said, I like this book. And somebody will write in and say, how could you like that book? It's so unfair to whatever. Mm -hmm. So they're holding you accountable and saying you need to be speaking up about these issues. And then they're saying, stop speaking up about those issues or am I performing monkey? Mm-hmm. It's it's also there's a divide I feel like in in listenership where some people are really here for self help some people are here for sort of reality audio slash comedy and um, I think often self helpers don't want to hear some of the more like you know downer parts of life 
but like that, but they're part of Kristen's life. So that's like her job. So it's like, I, yeah, yeah, you can't win, especially you if you're Kristen. Win. And this is the wrong show if they're, that's what they come here for. That's like watching MASH and being like, why do we have to see people dying on this show? Mm-hmm. This is supposed to yeah. be a comedy, It would be like right? watching The Real Housewives and being like, I expect people who are in touch with reality. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, Jolenta? I don't watch that show because it's not what I like. And if somebody <laughs> wants something which is only focused on self-help and is somehow disconnected from all the realities of the life in which they're supposed to be self-helping themselves... Uh, okay, it's not my that's not my kind of thing, but this is the wrong show. Yeah, because this show has real smart women who have thoughts, who live in the world, who Aww. feel ethical, responsible, ethically responsible to talk about. We're not issues. paying her to say this. You guys have a platform, Aww. and you're using it as responsibly as you can. And if Let you're being criticized for doing so, uh, th- you know, not my circus, not my monkeys. I don't know why there's so much mon- monkey content <laughs> in this episode, but. <laughs> right, right. It seems to be like the only analogy we're reaching for, but yeah, they're so the cute. One, yeah, they are adorable. So. <laughs> I promise that's the last mention of monkeys. Uh, Celeste, I, I love monkeys, but can we go back to something you mentioned before we went into the break? Of course. You were talking about why the media would want to get a celebrity's opinion on an issue because it will give them more clicks and so on. Uh, People will be outraged or they'll be excited. But what do you think the case is to be made for a celebrity on their own choosing to do it? Not because a media outlet approached them, but for example, Margaret Cho wrote a book called I Have Chosen to Stay and Fight. She has no degree in politics. She never graduated from college. Um, What is the point of her doing that? So um, celebrities are approached all the time by people who have causes and they are hoping to convince that celebrity to speak up from them for them and bring attention to their issue. And, you know, celebrities will have to pick and choose which causes they think are worth lending their influence to. Um, But I, you know, if you are a nonprofit that is focused on missing children, for example, and you get Charlize Theron to go onto um, news channels and social media and call attention to your cause, that's huge. That, that's mm-hmm. a huge thing for your little struggling nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, so if a celebrity finds a cause that matters to them, and Margaret Cho was a trailblazer. She has been out there being Asian American for so long and taking the hits. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's life is never easy for a pioneer, you know, Margaret Cho. I, and it, honestly, it doesn't matter whether you like her comedy or you don't. I happen to think she's very funny. She's been problematic at times as in her portrayal of, of um, Kim Jong-il on uh, 30 yeah. rock. But Uh, Whatever you may think of her, um, she has been out there being proudly and loudly Asian American and making no excuses for her identity. So she's an expert in that field. And if she wants to write a book about it, absolutely. However, let's say she wasn't an expert. Let's say she just wanted to give her opinion based on just what she thought while she was reading uh, uh, People magazine on Saturday morning. That's fine, too. 
probably won't read it. And, you know, <laughs> you can take it with a grain of salt, but that doesn't mean she's not allowed to write the book. People aren't mad that she wrote the book. They're mad that other people are reading it and they may not agree with her. They're mad that the, the person that they like better, whose opinions they think they agree with more, they're, they're mad that that person didn't get a book contract. Mm. Yeah. Also, another thing that's been pointed out this last season is that some celebrities who write about social issues have a financial interest in what they're writing about. For example, uh, we lived by Jessica Alba's book, which was called The Honest Life. It's all about clean living and, you know, what chemicals to avoid and what things to eat. But also she has a company called The Honest Company that sells, you know, clean products. Surprise. Um, What would you call, like, would you call this a conflict of interest? And if so, is it worse than, you know, like a productivity consultant writing a self-help book about productivity? Like, is it the same? Is it different? I don't know. I mean, I think it's the same. I mean, just completely tangentially, <laughs> as soon as somebody has to call something honest, I'm immediately suspicious. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> totally. You know, there's that one brand of coconut water that's like perfectly innocent coconut water in my mind. I'm like, not today, Satan. I know my like, What kind of seal did you club to call yourself that? Exactly. exactly. That's just tangential. I mean, you know, as a journalist, I would be immediately suspicious. I probably would not interview right. her about the book because she has a financial interest in it. And if I need to absolutely get an opinion about those products, I wouldn't go to Jessica Alba because it's, it's possible. It's, it would be very difficult for her not to be biased toward her own products. Mm. Um, so, but that doesn't mean she's not allowed to write the book. I mean, I write, I, I give speeches on conversation all the time. That doesn't mean my book on talking is um, biased. You have to judge it by my research and the writing itself. Read the book and then decide mm-hmm. if it's, it's valuable to you. You'll find that there's a ridiculous number of footnotes. This might clue you in <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> I did the research, but this is the same that's true with with uh, Jessica or anybody else for that matter. It's possible that her book is really good. I don't know until I've read it. Right. Well, yeah. Um, but I think the whole question of, you know, are there ulterior motives there? Yeah. Is this one hand, you know, taking from the pot and paying the other hand, you know, it's it's totally a, yeah, it's absolutely a money grab. And she's, she's hoping that this is just going to be all kind of an empire. That's not based on evidence. That's just me, Celeste telling you that I'm super suspicious of that. I would not buy the book. You know, for example, um, I read a book that was quote unquote by Ted Danson, right? It's a beautiful book called oceans and Ted Danson is super passionate and has been for a very, very long time about this, the safety and the health of the oceans. And when we brought him in, and this is, I think, when you and I were working together um, forever ago, Kristen, um, mm-hmm. so we brought in Ted Danson and I interviewed him about this book. And I said, so when you were writing the book and he's like, okay, stop, I did not write this book. A whole bunch of of scientists and 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 marine biologists and all these very smart people wrote the book. That's why it's good. And that's why I hope you read it. My name is on there to try to interest you in reading it. And I just thought Mm. that was so honest and and sort of clearly laid out that relationship there. 
He's yeah. the real. And he didn't have to use company. the word honest anywhere. Oh, jinx, Jolenta. Is that what you were saying too? Shut the fuck yes. up. Gross, gross. Brad's right. I have been hanging out with you too much. <laughs> Ew. Oh Ew. my gosh. I think that's a sign that we need to take another quick break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But when we're back, we have one last question for our very special guest, Celeste Hetley. Stay with us. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. All right, we are back, and we have one last very important question for Celeste Headley. And that question is, is there a celebrity who's helped you to see an issue you care about in a new light? Um, that's difficult for me. I'm, you know, I've been a journalist for such a long time and, and I, I, I racking my brain, it was very difficult for me to come up with somebody except, except, um, I got to say that uh, Al Gore <laughs> and his work in climate change. Um, I remember when Al Gore was running for president and I was a correspondent in Detroit at the time. And I remember Bill Clinton coming to town and I was covering the press conference and Bill Clinton said, I heard some people are, are giving Al some trouble over the combustion engine. Um, <laughs> and it was a big laugh line. Right. And here we are. And the major automakers are, are, are promising to have all electric lines of cars, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, there's plenty of reasons to um, giggle about Al Gore. He's eminently mockable. But I got to say that his work in climate change um, all those years ago was super influential to me. Um, and that doc yeah. documentary he made was very effective, uh, I don't know. I does agree. he qualify as a celebrity? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's hosted Saturday Night Live before, right? He, he's a character on South Park. I was going to say he's yes. a recurring, mocked slash like now revered character on South Park. In fact, like, interestingly enough, the only time South Park has ever admitted it's wrong. Yep. Right. They did a whole like storyline <laughs> where he came back and did like I told you so. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. He's had an impact on like culture at large. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's probably one of the, the first ones and best ones I could think of. Well, you heard it here, folks. Celeste Headley, her life has been changed by Al Gore. <laughs> All of our lives, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only celebrity that's touched her heart. 
<laughs> I wouldn't say that. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, Viola Davis is a thing that exists. Oh, oh. oh. she's changed she's all just of our like lives. Souls. She's touched all of our Like she gets right in there. She is. <laughs> Celeste, thank you so much for being on our show. It has been a true delight. Can you tell our listeners how they can find more of you, from you, about you? The easiest thing is my website, which is just celesteheadley.com. The only social media I'm super active on is Twitter. Um, so that's also just Celeste Headley. It's the easiest ever. It's a good Twitter account to She's follow. Fun. It's a really She's good fun. follow, You should folks. be there. Good mix. Good mix of things. <laughs> <laughs> and reminder, Celeste's new book comes out in November. So definitely check that out. The full title again. Speaking of race, why everybody needs to talk about racism and how to do it. Excellent. Well, Celeste, thank you so much again. We've loved having you back on the show. It's always so awesome to talk to you too. And that's it for this episode of By the Book. Huge thank you to our ever-so-awesome production team here at Stitcher, Brandon Nix, Corinne Wallace, Daisy Rosario, and Andy Christens. Huge thanks also goes out to Nate Wida. He composed our theme song. And, of course, also a huge thanks to the Rizzos. They performed our theme song. Please stay in touch. Send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by. Our email address is kristenandjolenta at gmail.com. You can tweet us at ByTheBookPod and also follow us on Instagram at ByTheBookPod. And don't be afraid to use that voicemail box of ours. We're at 302-49-BOOKS. That's 302-492-6657. Also, if you have not already... You can use your voice and speak up about how much you love our show by rating and reviewing us in Apple Podcasts or the Stitcher app or wherever you're listening. Look down at your screen. I bet there's something you can tap right there for a quick five little starsies. It helps people find the show, and we love it. Um, Also, telling a friend about the show helps people find the show. It's a really nice direct way to do it. So... I recommend doing that as well. Until next time, I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Stitcher. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.